Hello and welcome back to Fourth and Gold Podcast. I am your host, Janelle Azenby. I'm Brandon Mraz. I'm Zach Gaines. And I'm Jackson DeLulo. Let's go. Let's get straight into it. Big old episode today, folks, and you'll see why in part two. But we're going to recap some games first, so Janelle, take it away. All right, let's start with the most disappointing upset of the weekend. I would say UCLA, Fresno State, definitely the most disappointing how, how one. How about them dogs from Fresno State? I just what want, a game. Hold on, I want to make a point. I picked them last week. Dude, you all dude, gave me trouble dude, for it. Dude, first of all, go back to the tape. If you're going to come at us, <laughs> go back to the tape and remember that I said, I like this game, I like Fresno State, but because I'm in the lead with picks, I'm taking UCLA to be safe. So don't come out here saying that you were the only one on the show that thought it was going to happen. I right. took UCLA, I and I was wrong, right. baby. I Flat thought, out wrong. Wrong. Jake, I don't know how to say his last name. Hainer? Hainer? Yeah, he is an absolute stud, man. Especially in that fourth quarter where he got drilled, and he still came in back to the game, led a game-winning drive. Like, this man is a stud. The Jets should draft him. Like, we need no, someone who no, can get, dude, and get back no, up and win no, football bro. games. No, no, we have Zach Wilson. Let's stick to college football, though. That's true. Um, no, Fresno State played really well. UCLA just looked flat, kind of. Um, UCLA's defense looked horrible yeah. at the end of that fourth quarter. There's no way that you should be a team ranked this high and a team that's been playing so well and just let the defense take you down the field within, like, Fifty seconds. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was very embarrassing. Yeah, it was fifty-five seconds left in that last drive, and he Oof. made three, tw- I think fifteen, pl- fifteen yeah. plus yard throws. Yeah. But the UCLA defense is was extremely disappointing in the second half last night. It just went from it went from one team who was contending for the Pac-12, and yes. and they just disappeared. And it, I don't know. Maybe their defense wasn't good, and we just didn't see it yet. But. You know, maybe this shows a lot about LSU. Maybe this shows a lot about the other teams that they played. But it was bad. Like, bad. It, 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 no, don't get me wrong. Fresno State's a good football team. They oh, yeah. have a lot of talent on that team that's transferred in from big-time places that just needed to find a spot. They're a good football team. They're a great F- FCS team. I mean, right? yeah, they're, man. They're just a good team. They were they were literally leading Oregon in the fourth quarter two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, that just yeah. They're all. I mean, I want. I don't want to say they're on the rise, but they're a good program this year. They're oh, a yeah. good team this year. Yeah. So, let you know, UCLA not great. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more throughout the show. But let's move on to another game that I kind of want to talk about, and it's more so because of the quarterback talent. Um, UNC dropped an ungodly amount of points on. I know it's Virginia. I know it's Virginia. But Sam Howell put himself back in contention. I don't think anybody really thought he was totally out of contention. There was some talk that he was, you know, the first game doesn't help. But Sam Howell, man, right back in it. Looking just exactly like Sam Howell. Took a couple of weeks to get ready, get get his weapons ready. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now now they're they're thriving. Oh, yeah. I needed this game. I think the UNC offense finally found their stride. Mm-hmm. Um, How about that catch? Yeah, they've... They looked like the UNC of last year. If I'm going to be completely honest, they racked up almost 400 rushing yards and didn't even crack 50 attempts. It's an insane number. Sam Howell threw five touchdowns to only the one interception, but I think the most important thing that's coming out of this game for UNC is Sam Howell finally has a guy he can trust. Finally. Josh Downs caught eight of nine targets for 230 yards and a touchdown. I think that connection will continue to build rapport over the rest of the year. UNC could make a little noise. I don't think they're poised for anything well, too listen, great. 
But listen, as we segue into this next game, I mean, like the ACC is pretty open. Yeah. If you didn't know that, look at Clemson versus Georgia Tech. Yeah. That game 14 was to very Yeah, I don't know what's up with Clemson this year. They got a. It's the their defense is great. Their offense is hey, terrible. Well, yeah. I just want to be the first one to say DJ Ugalele, however you say his name. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> Not yeah. this year. The thing is, he played so much better last year. Those few games that he had to fill well, in for Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, like think you about know, it. no. I, it's we, not. It's a, it's a safe feeling as a young quarterback to turn to your left and see arguably the best running back in the NCAA he, ready to yeah. catch the ball. Yeah, I made this. Travis, Travis ETN is insane. Yeah, I made this argument earlier in the year. Like those two games, D- DJ played. He had way better talent on the offensive end. Travis ETN. He had who's that receiver? I don't know. Oh, Amari Rogers. He yeah. had. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if you look at the games that he played last year, the Boston College and Notre Dame game, they were both close. I don't, like, yes, he's this hyped-up guy, but, like, I don't, like, looking back at it, I don't think he was ever, like, built to, like, I don't know. I don't know how to word it, but you guys know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, but this was, you know, we'll talk Clemson more throughout the season, and obviously we'll see more DJ, and, you know, it's Clemson. Let's not let's not get like out of hand crazy yet. I mean, they could lose. They could lose. It's just so weird. But like this it's year. yeah. It's just so weird to see this year that Ohio State and yeah. them and Clemson not like competing for a top four spot right now at least. Well, it's really odd. I mean, it is early, but like, I, I think it's just a notion of college football. I mean, like, let's go through the games this last week. Oklahoma versus Nebraska struggle win. Uh. Let's see. Cincinnati Alabama, versus Florida. Indiana, struggle win. Ohio State, struggled early. Auburn, struggled. Penn State, also struggled. Notre Dame, Penn struggled State against really Purdue. Struggle. They played well, but... Like, the second like half is when they really game. came alive. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but the first half of that game, they, they looked dead. Virginia Tech lost to West Virginia. You know, like, Arizona State, struggled and lost to BYU. Alabama went into the swamp, struggled. Tough place to play. I mean, a, a lot of these games are like that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we say struggle, struggle win, but I mean, like Ohio State played Tulsa. They're still getting their stuff together. It, it, you know, Auburn struggled. They go into the whiteout game in Penn State, tough place to play. Cincinnati goes into Indiana, newer football school, still tough place to play. You know, like these aren't, it's not like, oh my God, these teams are bad, not legit. Like, no, Alabama's legit. Florida's legit. They just, they played in tough places. And this was the first weekend where we got, True, like, oh my gosh, this is a test. But before we get into the Alabama game, the one game that was not a struggle for one team was Michigan State over Miami. Yes, oh I, to- my I called that goodness. game. Yeah, you did. Told you guys. I think Zach did too. I did. Uh, the only game I missed was Virginia Tech because you guys made me switch. I didn't make you. We don't make, don't you, make do you do anything. anything. You have free will on this yeah, show. Yeah. But yeah, no, Michigan <laughs> State came in and I, I don't know what's going on with Miami. They're broken. But, like, Florida is just – Florida, other than Florida, the state of Florida in football right now, not good. This was – I'm just looking at it right now. This was Miami's worst home non-conference loss since a 31-6 game it, uh, t- loss to East Carolina in 1996. Ooh. There was no one there, too. It was empty in that stadium. Well, I, what I find funny about Miami is before the season started – Miami fans, you know, you go on the Miami football, the Miami Athletics website. Everywhere you look, Derek's King, Derek King's face is pasted everywhere. Where in the world did the, did the notion that Derek King is going to lead Miami to the promised land ever come from? I don't know. This is like this. 
this idea was born and bred in Miami and nowhere else. I mean, I just don't see where all the hype behind Miami started. It Miami. came out of nowhere. Yeah, like if you look at it, the Hurricanes have trailed at halftime in their last five games going back to last year. Well, yeah, they got what? They get embarrassed by Alabama. Mm-hmm. They barely beat App State where they were trailing. Yeah, that's very true. And then Michigan State, which, listen, I'll tell you what, if you're not in on Michigan State in the Big Ten yet, get in on them. They're looking yep, good. Like I mean, said. Good. I mean, I'm sorry for all my Miami friends. It's not, friends even, it's not even the Miami game that makes it that. Michigan State looks good. Exactly. They played great since the beginning of the season. Like, everybody, been looking everybody's like, oh, maybe this is Michigan's year to get Ohio State. Uh, Michigan, go look at your schedule. you got to play your cross-state rival before you even play the, you know, like, you don't you don't even play your true rival. you got a bigger game against Michigan State right now than you do Ohio State. Stop thinking about Ohio hey, State. And, and don't look now, but Peyton Thorne might might. Get it, find his name on a few Heisman watches. Oh my God! It's oh my God! He's thrown he's thrown for for over seven hundred yards, dude, nine TDs, I'm, no picks, and an eighty-five QBR, which tell, is seventh in the NCAA. I, I cannot agree that Peyton. Wh- I'm just saying, you know, he strings together a few more good wins. His numbers are going to be impossible to not at least include as a dark horse. There's one guy in the SEC right now that begs to differ. Matt, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. like, th- there's all these guys. Like, there's so. Well, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he'll win it. Probably his name will be on a list. Yeah, probably <laughs> lower than that. I mean, there's probably eight guys right now that can be named that are ahead of him. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. To be honest with you, I really don't. I mean, like, Bryce is up there because Bryce just continues to go prove to people that. He's legit. I like the whole. That's the craziest thing, right? You go in, you look at Alabama this year, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's the defense. It's the defense." Which this weekend looked bad. It did. The defense is still good. You, Will Anderson still was kind of hurt this weekend. There's some things that they need to get together. But if I'll take you back to week what three or four of last year of Alabama's season, Ole Miss. Then after that, look at Alabama's defense after that game. It, it, it's gonna happen. It's going to happen. That's how it works. These are 20-year-old kids. Maybe he'll get a couple, like, at the end, but there's at least, okay, maybe 10. I was exaggerating, but. Spencer Rattler is just not it for he's, me. He's, he's. Here, let no. me, here, I'll just, I'm, I just looked up a preseason and Heisman. I called, that, I called that in the first episode. Yes, you did. Hold on. I, I just looked up a preseason Heisman, like, ranking. I'm just going to read off who I think will finish at the end of the season above Peyton, whatever his name is. Spencer Rattler. No way. Absolutely yeah. not. Over no him, way. yeah. Nope. No way. If DJ picks it up, he will. DJ's out of it. I, I, he's way out. Sam Howell will finish above him. We'll be, we'll yeah. Bryce Young. Yep. Absolutely. We'll he's going to win it. He's not the favorite right now, but I think at the end of the year. Okay, this list has Keaton Slovis, but I don't know. No, Slovis is done. Yeah. Uh, JT Daniels could no. be. Mm. He's gonna Sleep have to on him. Off, You're sleeping. Off. Right. I'm fast asleep. I'm tucked in. <laughs> you, you, you can't. It, it's the Trevor oh. Lawrence dilemma. You can't miss two games and then be like, yeah, I'm in the Heisman race. This is not how that works. It's not oh, how it Hey, works. but if you play that good, you just can be. Yeah, well, JT Daniels isn't Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> that is true. I Honestly, I mean, I feel like he could be. I feel, Verdell? I, I, he, the Oregon running back, CJ Verdell, absolutely. Okay. All right, okay. He's a, he's, right. he's a sleeper. I I'll buy that. He... he Especially after that game he had against Ohio State, I mean, like if he continues putting up those kinds of numbers, yeah, he's—I don't want to say top five, but but he'll be at he'll the be. at the end of the Heisman ra- rankings. But 
And I mean, I think Matt Corral will finish over Thorne, too. It's really Well, hard. the top three is, in my opinion, is going to be Bryce, Corral, and probably Howell. Howell or Rattler. Bryce needs to play better, in my opinion. Well, who's playing? Wait, give me, answer me this question. Answer me this question. 22 for 35 wait, is not okay? Wait, answer well, me this question. Second, 40 yards who? He started off the second game. Yeah, answer me this question. Yeah. Who is Heisman, like, in terms of a Heisman vote, who's playing better than Bryce Young right now? Matt Corral. <laughs> Yeah, but he he's probably the only argument. But like, come on, we're look at. Oh, hold on, I, let me find I, myself. I, I'm I'm gonna just say it to you. I'm yeah. gonna say Macarell every time because it's very hard for me. Regardless of what happens in two weeks when they come to Alabama, Macarell plays with the most rambunctious. Can't even say it on the podcast. Just snake, absolute offensive mastermind of a coach in Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is not taking Macarell out when they're up sixty-two to zero on Tulane. You saw that. I did. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, still in there. It's not like they won sixty-one to twenty-one. So, but wait, he threw for three hundred and thirty-five yards and three touchdowns. We're, we're straying away from the main topic here. You think, as of this moment, right now, he's a higher he's a higher Heisman candidate than Bryce Young? Yes. Really? Bro, the Heisman is Bryce got, Young is guy clear. He's got the yards, the QBR, and he's he's only short the of Bryce. The Heisman is not who wins more. The Heisman is the best stats. I understand there's some winning component to it, but if you go 11 and one, like Matt Corral probably will, maybe, maybe even undefeated. Who knows? I just don't see any. I don't. He has better stats. He has better stats. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. I th- I th- I think he would. Uh, Ole Miss would have to make a lot of noise to make him the Heisman. They'd have to run. They'd have to run with Alabama for four quarters. Exactly. Uh, if Ole Miss, if Ole you don't think okay. that's gonna happen, no, no, no. I, we, I, I think it, I don't I necessarily. I think the way the Ole Miss game will go, it'll probably be like it'll probably be a shootout in the beginning, and then come second half, I think we'll like pull away towards the end. Not like pull away like Alabama, multiple points, Alabama but like it'll be away, it'll yeah. probably be a touchdown or ten well, point listen, win. Listen, I, I agree. See, I see or, so, I, I think Matt Corral's really good. I think you're probably right. The one thing that's keeping me, that's kind of got me in your kind of thought is Mackerel always has a couple of slip-up games. I mean, look at LSU last year. No, yeah. What, five interceptions? You don't, you can't, you can't tell me that t- coming to Tuscaloosa, playing Alabama, is not going to produce one of those kind of games. I mean, if. It could. If it, he, th- he, if also he throws. He could come ball. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Yeah, I think his, his Heisman, like. It his, rests on that game. Exactly. Yeah. His chances for Heisman. Well, right now, he's a favorite. Let's move on to another yeah, game. Or we let's Alabama game. game. Let's talk about it. Yeesh. Alabama it, came out strong. Yeah, 21-3 lead, and then second half happened. Just silent. This just is, went to sleep. It's really this is what weird. Stephen has been talking about all season long. Complacency, Penalties. complacency, complacency, Penalties. and complacency turns discipline poorly. Di- bad discipline turns into mistakes. Mistakes turn into close games. That's how it works. If you get complacent, you have bad discipline, you have bad mistakes, and it turns into close games, and that's exactly what we saw. We got complacent, we punched them in the mouth, and we didn't believe that they could come back. It's the swamp. It is so loud. Like Alabama definitely got complacent. They Yeah, that's what I'm they saying. Thought they that. just couldn't stop that freaking read option. No. That was that was so annoying to watch. Just Constant Emery fake handoff to him running. I mean, it was just so... Emery Jones is the perfect build to beat Alabama. It's been how many years now in Nick Saban where every time they play a mobile quarterback, it's close. Emery Jones is a glorified running back. <laughs> like, 
And he made the throws that he needed to make. He played the game of his life. And that's the Heisman contender, Emory Jones, that Florida people talk about all the time. That's why they're in the game. Now, I will say, Dan, there's something to be said about Dan Mullen, who's a great coach. He always, play, always plays Alabama close. Mm-hmm. Especially when he was at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, he just, if it, I don't want to say Alabama got lucky. But they kind of did. And if it wasn't for that missed extra point... That game goes to overtime, and they possibly lose that game. I, I don't think so. I think they win I, You know what? I'll say this. If Alabama-Florida went to overtime, I, it would have been kind of hard for me to be confident. Like, I wouldn't say they were going to lose, but, like, it would have been it would have been hard. Like, oh, my God. Listen, I, I, I think I think it's almost credit to Alabama that if that game goes to overtime in the Swamp, it's 50-50. If no, that, I, if that game— I think, if, 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 that, if Florida's it at Alabama and that game goes to overtime, that's Al- that's Alabama's ball game to lose. Yeah, I, I think. Well, first of all, I want to talk about that two point conversion because everybody's like, "Oh, what a terrible call! What a terrible play!" It was. It was a terrible play. However, you watch the game film back; they weren't scoring whether they threw it, ran it. Didn't matter what they ran. Alabama was in the backfield in less than one second. They Alabama. snapped the ball, and Will Anderson was already behind the center. Mm-hmm. There was no chance. No matter what play they ran, there was no chance. No. I just feel like this game definitely showed that Alabama's defense has more to work on than we thought because we definitely I, have been talking about how Alabama's defense is yeah. definitely probably one of the best defenses that we ever had. But as we saw when early on, mm-hmm. too, with the run game, just the whole game, the Florida runs, runs game, their quarterback was definitely demolishing our defensive line, and even our secondary. Like they, he was literally doing so it to them. I will, I will somewhat disagree. I agree with you that they need a lot of things to work on. You're right. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and look at that game, you know how many times that Alabama had them in third and long possibilities? A lot. And stopped the run. Well, yeah, I agree with and that. And then they would get a long conversion, and then they would run again. And that's how it started. Because almost, almost all of the drives that Florida had in the fourth quarter, it was third and long, third and long, penalty. Pass interference, missed tackles. You know Alabama had them dead to rights several times. That game could have been over. So I mean, look at the look at the drive. They go ninety nine yards. That should have yeah. been a safety, yeah. and we missed the tackle. They missed the tackle. There was a um. I'm just saying, like there was another. It should have been a safety on one missed tackle, and uh, one of the next plays before they even. But I think they were two yards away from their end zone, and there was like a seven yard completion, whiff, whiff of a tackle. By one of our guys. I forget who it was. Absolute whiff. And yeah. he got the first down after that, and they just kept on going. Yeah, that's... The, the biggest problem for this game was just the tackling. And if anything, I'm almost a little optimistic that that was one of our major issues because things like tackling, for a team like this, who's got the talent, who we've seen play at a very high level before, that's very fixable. That's a Nick Saban brings him back to Tuscaloosa smacks them all silly in practice for a week, then they come back and don't let anybody accumulate any yards after the catch. I, I, yeah, and and I, they got a nice they got a nice comeback matchup coming up at home, so I will say, um, the one thing that I saw Monday, we're recording Wednesday, but Monday, um, Will Anderson comes out in the media and says, you know, the one thing that Alabama's lacking is a vocal leader. And as he says that he tries to be um, a leader by example, but he now needs to take a vocal role. I'm telling you what, I would not want to be on practice and in practice on Tuesday after he said that. 
That man is terrifying. They call him a ter- the Terminator for yeah. a reason. If he's going to be the vocal leader, look out. I think um, I heard a, something interesting this week. Uh, one of my buddies works for the baseball team, and he's been in the, fu- uh, the facility a few times. He's telling me the only thing they've had on the TVs, every TV in the facility, it's locked. Can't, you can't change the channel. Only thing they've had on was all the criticism after that Florida game. Oh, my God. That's the only thing they're allowed. that's allowed on those TVs this week. They As they should, because... I, yeah, I mean, like, that's... It, se- it really seems like... EMS. It really <laughs> seems <laughs> like... <laughs> it boy. really seems like Nick Saban talking to them and getting on them about the penalties just went in one ear and out the other because they were still struggling with those penalties the whole game. Well, there's some... Yes. There was times where... There was where, improvement. There was improvement. Yeah, but there was times where they really did struggle. Agreed. And Bryce Young, he seems very scared to run sometimes. I, yeah, I, that one, uh, that that one run that should have been a touchdown? He should have ran himself. I don't. I disagree. I think that's fine. I, I don't, you don't need him to run. But when you have a wide open like that and you're forcing a throw that makes it... It come to an incomplete, and then we don't get a touchdown for. I would rather have. Well, him I mean, not do, run we still scored then, that possession. Uh, Alabama still scored that possession. I'd rather have him not run and get demolished by the linebacker that was waiting for him in the end zone mm-hmm. and not be able to play overtime. Then I'd rather have him kick a field goal. Like, you just don't. He's playing too well to put him at risk. I understand there are times where he needs to run, and he did do that. But he, I, Bryce Young is the asset that Alabama cannot. And should not lose. Absolutely. This is this is 2018 all over again. This is 2018 all over again. We need a quarterback healthy. The defense will get there. The defense will get healthy. The team will be disciplined. You need to have a healthy quarterback. Alabama, no Tua 2018. That's why they lost. They need to keep him healthy. Put him in bubble wrap. I don't care. Keep him healthy, and they do good things. This yeah, year. Alabama's been really privileged with their quarterback room the few uh, the past yes. few years. No this is the first year in a long time where. If Bryce Young goes down, if the if the guy goes down, there's we don't have. Like, I whoa, whoa, it's whoa. looking. Jalen Milrow though, he's a big dude. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's. I'm not saying their their hopes are are you know completely done. Like but I'm not it, saying it's, it's over for them, but it's yeah, it's uh, not looking. And the way too quarterbacks high. are going down this year, yeah, no, don't need that. Don't need that. Mm, knock on some wood, man. Yeah, no, Ultimately, man. I think this game's going to end up being an outlier just in the sense of well, so letting them rally this game, back. This yeah. game also, I just want to say, this game also proves that any team in the country can be beat on any Fair Saturday. Like, we were all, we're all so used to the past year now that Alabama's just going to go out and kill them. This year, that's not... So much the case. I mean, yeah, we kind of it was kind of a lopsided win versus Florida, but like let's be real, that second half wasn't the best. And we and all of us know how that Mercer game went, and we all feel the same way. Listen, I I agree, but I agree with you, and there is some truth to that. But but what? No, any other team than Alabama and Georgia loses that game to Florida. Any other team? Well, obviously, anyone other than Alabama and Georgia. They're losing that game. Well, and I also, why, I, well, and that's why there's still on. that tier of Alabama, also, Georgia, everyone else right now. Well, I also think put Georgia in that game instead of us. Georgia the wins. Gators don't score 29. Maybe I, I, I think. Oh come might. on, Georgia, Georgia probably has the best defense in I the country. Georgia scores 40. Probably, <laughs> but the but the Gators don't put up 29. They put up 15 or less. Bro, I if Anthony Richardson plays in that game against Georgia. So do you? Well, hold on. Let me ask this question. Just do you think Emory Jones what was the better option for that game? Well, Anthony Richardson was hurt. 
Secondly, I think putting a freshman quarterback in against Alabama would have made it worse. Although I think he's super talented. Now, if Anthony Richardson can get some games in before the Georgia game, I think he could be successful. If Dan Mullen decides to roll Anthony Richardson out before the Georgia game, you might as well write his career off. I mean, I, it just like he'll be good eventually, but you just, you can't put Anthony Richardson in a game against Alabama or Georgia. I don't care how talented the kid is. There's one freshman quarterback that's ever beaten two defenses like Alabama and Georgia's, Trevor Lawrence, and he is not Trevor Lawrence. No matter how many Florida fans want to say that, he's just not. I'm sorry. No, just, no one will be Trevor Lawrence. Quarterback doesn't beat defenses like that. It just doesn't work. I don't care if your home way neutral site does not matter. Mm-hmm. It's just. I mean, I, I think he's going to be great. He, I, I think he'll be good. I think good. he changes the game a little bit, but I, I think I think if Richardson plays, it's a shootout and it gets a little bit higher, but it's like I think, I think Alabama's like 45-21 Alabama. Yeah, I agree. I think I also thought it was really interesting to, set, to see, like this is completely off the top, but it was really interesting to see the way Florida ran their offense, especially after seeing them in the SEC championship mm-hmm. with Pitts and uh, – Kadarius Tony in their offense, and they now they're gone. They completely Florida shifted. completely shifted their like the way they run their offense to basically just like a read option the whole game, yeah. and it honestly like worked. I mean, it was, I was surprised. Like Alabama knew that was coming if Jackson, half the game. If Jackson is a true Dak fan, that's exactly what they did when Mississippi State rolled into Tuscaloosa as number one. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, Dan Mullen. Ran. I mean, so credit close. to Dan Mullen, man. So close, so they close. Did not win. <laughs> so close. For the record, they did not win that game. But he did not. Um, I do want to say one afterwards. more thing before we go to break. And boy, do we have a heck of a part two for you. But hmm. uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. The pass interference calls on both sides. First of all, terrible. Awful. There were some several calls that Florida should not have been called for. There were calls that Alabama should not have been called for. But the one thing that is so bad about football in general right now how many times are we going to award the quarterback to underthrow someone? Oh. A lot. I, I just can't understand how it's pass interference when the quarterback throws it 10 yards short and the wide receiver is looking back and the DB is doing his job and then the wide receiver just goes, boop, right back into him, flag. No. No. I think I it, think, it doesn't. I think uh, like, uh, a lot of referees have forgotten the cardinal rule of PI, and that is full extension. There needs to be full extension for any like just, for, like for PI. There needs to be yeah. some. There needs to be an obvious tug, or if we're talking about like a push off, like it, that type of penalty call, needs to be a full extension. These referees are calling it so like baby's first football game. I think I think uh, this may be like unrelated to college football, but I think Tom Brady said it best. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Def- uh, what was it? Hold defensive up. players. Def- uh, get de- uh, offensive players mistakes. get offensive players get rewarded for defensive players' mistakes. Or no, other no, way, other way, way around. Sorry. Defensive players get penalized for offensive players' mistakes. Best way. Tom Brady put said, it best. Tom Brady came out and that's what you're looking at. Tom Brady came out and was like, "Yeah, anytime I see a receiver that's beating his or like kind of beating his man and I can't get it there, I just underthrow it, make him come back, and it's a pass interference call." That like that- it, what? What? Yeah. You're kidding. That's like, oh. that's literally like, that's like saying you're in basketball, right? And you go up for a jump shot and you know you're going to get blocked. So you just throw it off his foot and goes out of bounds. Like, no one's doing that. No one's doing that. Maybe James Harden. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we come back, we have Paul Feinbaum on Woo! fourth and goal. So stick around. Big we'll Paul. Right 
WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And we're back. And we have our special guest, Paul Feinbaum, today on the show with us. Paul, how's everything? It is going great. And I, I can't thank all of you uh, enough for, for inviting me to be on. I, uh, when I was down in Tuscaloosa, I met Zach and a few others and uh, got a chance to listen to your podcast. And I think it's, I think it's, you guys are doing a great job. So thanks for uh, having me to be a part of it. Thank so you. We, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Um, um, let's so start talking about Georgia. Let's get it going. Let's talk about JT and his injury. Well, I think I think he's uh, I think he's, I think he's, he's going to be okay. I mean, I, I think the thing about Georgia is that uh, they, they are moving into a rarefied position right now, where I think you know you, you can argue back and forth between Georgia and Alabama on on who the, who the better team is. I, I think it's Alabama, but I, I I don't think there's much debate that Georgia is better than most everybody else, and I think they'll continue to show that. And JT Daniels is. Is, is, is a big part of that. I mean, there are a lot of other factors, but Georgia has been missing that, that it quarterback, and I think they have him now. I can agree. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of the nation's media and a lot of the fans' perspective after at least the first game and into the – obviously, JT didn't play in the second game, but certainly after the Clemson game, everybody came out and was like, oh, you know, Georgia's defense is great, but, man, their offense might not be that great. And – I think people have kind of lost the respect for Clemson's defense, maybe just because that's, you know, it was a low scoring game, but I kind of agree with you there with, I think JT Daniels is the it factor. And I think that is definitely going to be, you know, one of the, one of the big catalysts. I'm just interested to see, you know, how they navigate this. And obviously they have those injuries. So do you think it's possible that the injuries to their wide receivers and their tight ends is really just, contributing to this and maybe when they get back they're going to show that offensive prowess that teams like Alabama are showing right now I, I do I, I don't want to go off like a like I, I'm a journalism professor which, which I'm not but maybe one day will be um and <laughs> but the, we, we, we live in a hot take world uh and I know I get accused of that but that's just a culture that we live in and Georgia Georgia defense was great the offense was terrible so we had all these overreactions but I was on a program the other day in Ohio, and I mean, I had a guy ask me with a straight face, "Do I think after after losing to Oregon, do you think you think Ryan Day could be done?" I'm like going, "That was his first regular season loss in two years," but that's that's how we are. We and I'm 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 not trying to sound like one of these old school guys because I've been doing this my whole life. I mean, I was I was overreacting when when nobody else was. So I'm I, I'm just making a point here that it can be a little bit uh, dangerous though. And I think in, in, when, we, when, we, when we go, when every week we, we turn the next show into a first take episode and, and Stephen A. Smith is wondering if Georgia will ever win again, even though they just got through winning. Um, I know that was a long way to get to your question. Uh, and and I, I think Georgia is, is really in good shape. But week to week, uh, they can look ugly. I, I think ultimately, if JT Daniels stays healthy, I think they'll be a major factor. But yeah, they, they, they play a pretty sparse season, though. They don't really see much. Uh, Florida, maybe Auburn uh, on the road. Uh, and then the game that's not on the schedule against Alabama. 
So Paul, um, since you think Georgia is like the running up team behind Alabama, who do you think is going to win between that matchup later on this year between Georgia and Florida? Yeah, I, I, let me, let me uh, try to answer this succinctly, Alabama. Um, <laughs> and I, I, th I think, uh, I don't want to say I've made a living predicting Alabama since Nick Saban has gotten there, but I, I think it's accurate to say I have made a living predicting Nick Saban. Uh, it, it's, it's the safest bet in the world. And yes, you, you're wrong occasionally. And when you are wrong, everyone goes crazy. But you know, Alabama is, is the safest bet in college football. And you know, to, to make a case for Georgia right now is futile. I, I mean, I, it doesn't mean if I said, if we're sitting here uh, for fun, you, you, any, any of any, any of you three could make an argument that Georgia could win, and and I would maybe debate it, and and, but that doesn't mean anyone's right. But I'm not going to, um, because I because I've learned, uh, you know, when in doubt, you know, go with the tide, and that sounds homerish. It's not. It's just smart. Uh, you know, somebody, uh, I, I predicted Alabama to win. I, I predicted Alabama to win the national championship every year since 2009. Well, do the math. <laughs> Gotten, I got, I've gotten it right six times. I don't think there's anybody else in the country uh, in the national media that's predicted correctly the national champion six times because everyone tries to be cute. Oh, Iowa State this year. They, they lost yeah. second week of the season. Um, let, me, let, me, let me take a flyer and go with somebody out of the pack. Wrong. So, I mean, I just laugh every year. Uh, you know, every once in a while, it's a rough year, but no, not too often. So between Georgia and Florida, who would win that game later on in the season since Georgia is like the Yeah, I, th I think that's that, that I would tilt toward Georgia. And, uh, you know, Florida to me is – there's still a lot about Florida that, that I, I, I don't – I can't quite wrap my arms around. I'm you interested like to ask you about – yeah, that was, that was going to be my question. I'm interested to ask you about that, it, Emory Jones versus Richardson, because um, I'm pretty big on Richardson. I just think right now Dan Mullen's having trouble kind of deciding between um, experience and age versus, you know, young gun kind of, because Richardson just looks so much like Dak Prescott for Dan Mullen right now, and I'm kind of interested to see what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, I understand the reluctance to to make a change. I mean, he's built the entire season on Emory Jones, and all of a sudden, here comes here comes uh, Anthony Richardson. But you know, he knew he was there. I, I think it's uh, I think the you know the injury to Richardson may have played a role in this, and just the uh, you know, maybe not wanting to to name him a starter before the Alabama game probably uh, also played into it. I mean, but. I, I don't know why Dan Mullen's being conservative. I mean, he's over ten, you know, he's over his life against Nick Saban. So, at some point, you do have to roll the dice. And and I think you know, it, we we now go from the Alabama game to what's next for Georgia. I mean, they for Florida, excuse me. They have Kentucky, and they have and they have and they have Georgia later on. So, you know, they've got to figure out where they are because otherwise, uh, it's over. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what Dan Mullen can do with the rest of the season and kind of move ahead and kind of take the chances that we've known him to take in the past. So uh, just switching gears, we've talked a lot about Alabama. What, you know, we talked a lot about how we think they're contenders and could be the national champions and could beat Georgia. What's something right now that 
you are seeing from Alabama that you maybe don't like and are hurting their chances that maybe not everyone's seen right now? Uh, very little. Uh, I mean, I, I know in the first two games, you know, Saban, you know, went crazy over giving up points in the second half. I mean, come on. You know, look at the, I always try to look at the score, not the final score, but look at the score when the margin was the greatest. Even going back last year to the, to the Florida game, I, I know teams come catch up, but that's, I, I think that's a, that's an indicator because if you're, if you're playing in the, in the Mercer game and, and Alabama's up what 41 to three, let's be honest. I mean, why do you really care about the fourth quarter? You know, the game's over. Uh, so you, you give up, a, you give up a big play. I, I know that's not the Saban way, but I, I want out of that game if I'm a starter. I mean, I don't even want to be in there anymore. I, I want, I want to start get, you know, thinking about uh, you know, what I'm doing that night versus, uh, you know, competing against a bunch of guys that, that are meaningless and, and, and the final score is meaningless. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't know if there was a line on that game. So, I mean, I, I understand if you're, if, if, you know, if, if young people are out there, you know, putting money on the game. But uh, beyond that, uh, yeah, but Saban also, I know I'm going off on a tangent here like Saban does, but he just likes to get upset. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he wants to make sure people don't get complacent. And, and I, I, I'm not sure how Alabama players aren't complacent when you, you know, all they have to do is, you know, look at their phone or put on ESPN. And when the term, when the question comes around to Alabama, it's, it's comical. Uh, what we all say, we all say, well, they're, they're the best. They're perfect. They're this, they're that, that, that does affect you. And there's no way to get around it. I mean, it's not like you can shield players from the attention. So he has to do what he does. And I don't, I frankly, uh, you know, he went off on his team before the Mercer game. It didn't look like anybody really listened to him. I, I, you know, they played, Good enough to win, but then they took their, their, their they took the pedal, their, their foot off the pedal. But why not? That's human nature. He was very yeah. upset with uh, the penalties and the busted coverage. So. Oh. It's not college. It's not college football if Nick Saban isn't yelling at his kids up forty to an FCS school, right? I mean, we had we had the first one this season. I'm sure we'll see it more this year. Um, but. You know, move, moving gears off of Alabama, let's let's talk about LSU. Uh, Paul, you know, I watch your show almost every day, and the amount of people from Louisiana and other states who are LSU fans calling about fire Coach Orgeron, don't fire Coach Orgeron, what are we doing, what are we not doing? Uh, it just, it, it seems just an absolute crazy storm down there. So I wanted to get your, your opinion on LSU and kind of their situation right now. Well, I, I think it shows uh, what a what a weak bottom and foundation he has. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, I'm, a, I'm a talk show host. I'm not a stock trader on Wall Street. But <laughs> to me, Ed Ogeron is a, is a stock that just went out of control two years ago and, and and reached epic heights, and it's now somewhat in a free fall because it doesn't have good fundamentals. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how many people really believe he's a great coach. Uh, he had a great staff. He had Dave Aranda as defensive coordinator. He had Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. And guess what? He also had. He had the best, one of the best quarterbacks we have ever seen in, in Joe Burrow. And he had compliments around him that, that compared to some of the best Alabama teams we've ever seen. So yeah, he, yeah, he didn't hit lightning in a model. He, did, he recruited those players and, and he, he coached them. But last year, I think, was a reveal of, 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 of what – he's capable of and 
And he did the one thing that you can't do when, when you're a coach who had a bad offseason. And what I mean by a bad offseason, you know, the, this Title IX investigation is making people nervous. So he goes out and, and you know, if, you, if, you, if we're all four together saying, okay, let's, let's write up a script to go from maybe a, an outlier season where we say, doesn't matter, it was COVID, let's move on, to how can Ed Ogeron be on the hot seat after one game, look as bad as he did and his team did against UCLA, which is a good team, but not a great team yet. Maybe they will be. They're a team that's been a laughingstock for years under Chip Kelly. So he is, he is in that moment. And there's a game coming up this weekend against Mississippi State that I, I think is pretty critical. You go into Starkville and you lose that game, and that's now two games you were supposed to win and that's now, I mean, I'm just giving you the worst case scenario. I'm a former newspaper columnist, so we always would come up with the best or worst case scenario in advance so we wouldn't you know, be freaking out on deadline. Uh, and, the, and I know one thing, if I'm sitting there as a columnist down in Baton Rouge, uh, I, I'm already going through this in my mind. Uh, a loss would mean 0-2 against Mike Leach, uh, another season that's heading for something other than probably a champion, uh, an SEC title a game appearance and in trouble because there is still Florida to be played. There's Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. And where are you going to find wins if you can't be, be – I, mean, I know I'm drawing the worst-case scenario, but if he wins a game, fine. He beat Mississippi State and Starkville. Who hasn't? Well, I'm, I'm glad you bring that schedule up because, yeah. you know, we talk about this on on, one, on the last week's episode of, you know, I was saying you go through their conference schedule and there's, like you said, there's just not a lot of opportunity. I mean, yeah, you have Miss State and that's possibly a win, but you got Auburn, you got Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, like you said. And the two tough, you know, two draws that are kind of question marks right now because we're not, you know, we're not really sure about these teams, but you got to go to Lexington in Kentucky play them that's not a guarantee and you got to play it's home but it's still Arkansas who again we're not totally sure on but they don't look like an awful team I mean beating Texas at home by destroying Texas at home like I look at this schedule and it's tough for me to find a legit not a guaranteed win for for yeah I mean Brady you you just uh I gave the most obvious top of mind I I I didn't have a schedule in front of me. I totally forgot about the trip to Lexington, which you know, I would predict if, if they if they don't beat Mississippi State, they won't beat the Wildcats. And our, Arkansas is a little bit of a mystery. Uh, I don't know what kind of team they're going to have, but uh, they're better than they've been. And yeah, I mean that that's uh, yeah. If you're uh, if you're the athletic director at LSU and and you lose the game uh, against Mississippi State, you're 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 well on your way to looking for a new coach at least getting ready to. Right, especially with the off-field off stuff, like you said. I mean, that you know, and SEC fans know more than anything, when, when it's not going well in the field and you have off-the-field off, off the field stuff, it's very Yeah, you, you don't, uh, you don't normally fire coaches. For, uh, if you're winning, uh, you know, you can look past all that. That becomes part of the reason you fire a coach when, when you're not winning. Right. Um, well, you know, now we're talking about LSU schedule and we're talking about other SEC teams. I want to kind of get your take on some of the outlying teams right now that may be ranked or, you know, starting starting to show some promise in the SEC that we're not really sure. And whether you think 
they can continue this or maybe they just had some good games but may not get to their potential. So like we said, uh, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky is a team right now that's looking very good. They have a good quarterback right now who's shown a lot of promise, which Kentucky has rarely ever had. Um, so I want to get your opinion on Kentucky and whether you think they can keep their success. I think they can. Uh, this, this is really a well, well-built team uh, by Mark Stoops. He's, he's done it very slowly. He's done it methodically. He can bore you to death sometimes when you uh, listen to him speak. But I mean, I say that affectionately. I like the guy, but but that's who he is. Uh, he comes from a football family. Uh, father was a coach. Obviously, all of his brothers uh, are coaches, or were. And you know, he is. He, he's. It's it's fundamentally a really good team. They're not going to uh, overwhelm you at, at times. But this is a different Kentucky team than we've seen in the past. And Will Levis is a is a really solid quarterback. So. I think they will be a factor. Uh, that's the kind of team that I think they, they, the Missouri game doesn't sound exciting, but that was a critical moment. Uh, they, they beat a good team, a well-coached team. And, and now they'll probably win those uh, tweener games, the games that maybe in the past they wouldn't have against South Carolina and Tennessee uh, and probably Mississippi state as, as well. And maybe, uh, maybe, all, maybe, maybe others. So Paul, what do you, what's your opinion on uh, Auburn? You know, they've been looking good since the beginning of the season. New head coach. What is your opinion? I, I think I think way too much is way too much credit has been given to Auburn because of uh, the, the early games. Now, obviously, they they played Penn State, so you know that, that's a, a lot more to digest. But I think ultimately Auburn has a schedule that is extraordinarily difficult. Uh, you know, on that schedule, they have three of the top five teams in the country right now. Uh, as the as the rankings go, so uh, that's a real challenge. And you know, but Bo Nix has been inconsistent. So I, I think it's I'm I'm not ready to make a really heavy call on Auburn yet. I think Brian Harson is different than 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 any coach I've ever seen. He's uh, just serious-minded guy. He's got a great pedigree, but he's never quite done it in in this in this type of league. Texas A and M. They've struggled last week against Colorado, um, but they're supposed to be a promising team. You know, they were ranked in the top five last week. Now they're ranked number seven. What are your thoughts about them? Yeah, let me let me adjust what I forgot. I forgot they dropped. So uh, so so Auburn has three of the top seven teams yeah. <laughs> on their schedule. Um, I'm still living in the past, obviously. <laughs> uh, I, I am I am seriously concerned about Texas A&M because. Uh, I mean, Haynes King was, was certainly not the quarterback to you know, absolutely knock you over, but he was, it seemed like maybe an upgrade, but he, he didn't perform well. He got hurt and Calzada won the big game against Colorado, but I'm not impressed. And you know, I think this Arkansas game is a bellwether game. It, you know, you get by there and you can start getting ready for, for Alabama. But you know, again, the I'm about to say the same thing about every SEC team other than Alabama. It's, it's the SEC West schedule. And you know, de depending on the week, we don't, you don't know what you're going to get, but you know Ole Miss is good. You know Arkansas is tougher. LSU, hot and cold. Mississippi State, uh, it's a very difficult schedule if you, if you lose to Arkansas. This, this is really a big game. Yeah. Um, I'm interested you said that. I'm yeah. Just really quickly, I'm just interested you said that about A&M because – when I look at AM, I agree with you that the offense might not be there, and, and Jimbo's got to figure that out. But defensively, the, the Aggies look really, really good. That front four is really good. And obviously, we'll see 
Um, you know, Colorado's not the best team, and some of the teams that they played are not the best teams you're going to see uh, to, to showcase that defense. But those front four look extremely good, and I'm, I'm kind of interested that you said that because I think that that front four and that defense can hold them into some games, certainly against teams like Mississippi State, Arkansas, um, Ole Miss might be a challenge, but I'm interested you said that. Yeah, no, I, I, w- I would agree with you on that. Uh, I mean, they remind me a little bit of Georgia in that regard, that uh, their defense can take them a long way. But but ultimately, you're right. You mentioned Ole Miss. <laughs> Ole Miss is not going to be bothered by that um, with Matt Corral. Alabama won't be. So it's – but when we're talking about Texas A&M, we're not, we're not measuring them on a loose curve. I mean, we're measuring them on a get-into-the-playoff-or-not or curve. Uh, I mean, Jimbo Fisher gets, keeps getting raises, and hmm. at some point you have to back it up. I agree totally. That was a yeah. great statement. I feel like um, LSU, not LSU, Texas A&M has kind of been the UT of the SEC, you know, always saying that they're back and whatnot, that they're a contender, and they just have never showed it. Ever since Johnny Manziel, I feel like that's the last time. <laughs> no, that, that was the last great moment they had. Yeah. Yeah. Last year was different, but again, they didn't get in the playoffs, so you can't say anything. I mean, they they won the Florida game, but that's that's all about that's about it. And they get beat out by Notre Dame to get in the playoffs. Now, whether you think that was right or wrong, doesn't matter. They still didn't get there. But um, I want to talk about another team before before we talked about Ole Miss because I think what you were alluding to in earlier conversation. I think we all kind of agree that Ole Miss is probably going to be the second best team in the West. Um, very talented team. But before we get to that, I want to talk about Arkansas. Um, Arkansas beat Texas. They're looking fairly good. Sam Pittman seems to have the game rolling. Obviously, there's some concerns. You know, the passing game wasn't great against Texas. But, you know, in the trenches, Arkansas looked great and ran the ball ball so well. So I'm interested to see kind of what you think of Arkansas after, you know, the last couple of games. I like what I saw in in Fayetteville. Um, I I, th- I think they have a pulse. Uh, they, they're, they're making progress. I still don't think they're an elite team uh, with KJ Jefferson. I, I think he's limited, but uh, you know, on the, you know, they played really hard on the, on the, on the offense and the defensive lines, especially defensive line. They, uh, they manhandled Texas and that, that caught me by surprise. So I think they will be in games. Uh, I, I think, they're like uh, they remind me a little bit of Kentucky, where uh, you know they have all these games like Auburn and Ole Miss and Mississippi State that can go either way. And 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 last year they they couldn't win those games. So they actually did beat Auburn, but the referees didn't agree. Uh, so they they just have to find a way to 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 turn a couple of games. And not I'm not a football coach, but it usually it usually comes down to a couple of plays, and they just have to make those plays this year when when they didn't last year. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's absolutely true. I, I like what Sam Pittman's doing. So uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because you, you watch the Texas game, but are they going to be able to do that against, you know, it's week four now they're playing A&M. Like we said, that front four is really, really good. So I don't know if they're going to be able to dominate. And that's probably going to be their downfall in a lot of those games. Um, well, just moving- to- to open the discussion a little bit more on the Texas A&M Arkansas matchup, their front four is scary. Their front four is scary, but so far they've played two weak teams and they're one of the worst defenses in the FBS against the run. I think it's a great matchup for Arkansas. I think Arkansas has got a, a more realistic shot than most people would give them credit for. Yeah. 
I just think it's their best possible matchup this early on. Correct. I agree. It's a good, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a good way of looking at it, but it, there, there's so much on the line. To me, for Arkansas, that's an opportunity for Texas A&M. I mean, the, the, the pressure of the world will be on them in that game because it, it felt like they lost a Colorado game, even though they didn't. Yeah, and, and I, I think the way you do say that they, they don't have the best run defense in, in the FBS, but at home, Kyle Field, like, you're going to have to make Arkansas throw the ball you're going to be able to stop the run. You're going to have to make Arkansas throw the ball, and they just don't excel in that. They really don't. And that I think that's – I think you're right. I think Arkansas is going to be in the argument and compete in that game. But at the end of the day, if Texas A&M goes up one score, two scores, and Arkansas now has to stop running the ball, stop trying to dominate and throw the ball, they're not going to win that game. The A&M's defense is just much better than them in that. So – I see what you're saying, and I think there's definitely a shot. But at Kyle, at Kyle Field, um, it, 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 in Arkansas being in a pass passing situation, I, I don't see that happening. Um, but real quick, before we go into the next two games we want to talk about, I just want to get your opinion on Ole Miss. Uh, I've been telling these guys since week one, I think Ole Miss is by far the second best team in the West. I said that even before Haynes King got hurt. I think they're super talented. I think Lane Kiffin's got something really good with their offense going. And I wanted to see what you thought. Um, obviously, their defense is something that we need to see in the SEC. But I think Ole Miss really got a shot here to be an 11-1, and 10-2 team. Yeah, I would agree on that. I mean, I don't think I could add much because I, I you know, they have it together. And, and I, th I think the Louisville game was a good opening game for them to kind of unleash a little bit um they 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 are a seriously dangerous team and, and that's you know lane's teams have always let us down on defense just still not sure what to make out of uh, that part of the game but but offensively they can they can they can run with anybody in the sec yeah I, i've been telling them i, I think alabama's hardest game is going to be at home against old miss um and i'm and it's it's not too long ago that you know, Ole Miss came into Alabama, into Tuscaloosa, and beat them. So um, I, I think that game could be very interesting, very high playoff implications uh, if, if the Crimson Tide aren't ready. So um, I, I want to get into Notre Dame-Wisconsin game. So I know Notre Dame, they've been having some close call wins. Um, they are predicted to be a good team, you know, starting out the season but they've been having a couple of close calls. And we saw Wisconsin against Penn State. They played them really good. It was a hard fought battle, but they ended up losing. So who do you think is like the, the best fit team to win that game? You know, because like it's been tough because Notre Dame's been up and down. Yeah, I think it's been a, a somewhat of a difficult season for Notre Dame so far, but I, I have serious doubts about Wisconsin's offense. I watched a little bit of the Penn State game and, and they were they were miserable. And I just, I don't have a lot to base this on. None of us do, frankly. Uh, but but I, I, would, I, would, I would go with uh, the Irish in this one. I, I just don't think Wisconsin has enough firepower. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you there, Paul. I mean, Graham Mertz showed us glimmers of hope last season, maybe. But this year he's shown nothing. And credit to Penn State, I mean, Everybody says that he had a bad game against Penn State, which he did. You can't throw two interceptions, especially late in the game. But Penn State's got a good defense, credit there. But 
I just think Jack Cohen's playing some good football. Uh, Notre Dame has some things to figure out, but that's always been Brian Kelly's MO. You know, the first first half, you know, third of the season, he, he struggles, and then all of a sudden they get into some middle-of-the-season play, and by the end of the year they're beating USC by 20. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, I think Jack Cohen is going to shine in this game. I think I think Notre Dame is just that much a little bit better, but – I just don't think Wisconsin has it offensively to, to get them to the finish line, especially in this game, especially on a neutral field. So Zach Jackson, any thoughts? No, I mean, you guys summed it up really well. Um, I really don't think Wisconsin is going to be able to keep up with Notre Dame. I'm a lot higher on Jack Cohen than most. Uh, I think anybody who can uh, relocate their finger and then go on to win the game on the very next play, (laughs) at least a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, they're two ranked teams. I think they're both going to come into this ranked a little higher than they are right now. But yeah, ultimately, I think Notre Dame comes out with the win. You just, I got nothing to argue against a program like the Irish. Yeah, man, I think Notre Dame is going to come out on top. I mean, I love Jack Cohen. I mean, I think he's going to come out and ball that game. I just don't see in any way where Notre Dame doesn't win that game, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. So we're all pretty much Notre Dame here, um, obviously. So let's let's move on to a game that we had touched upon, uh, but now let's really get into it. Is Mississippi State LSU? Uh, this game, you know, we've talked about it. This could be a big catalyst for LSU season, Mississippi State season. Obviously, Orgeron doesn't want to go Odin two to Mike Leach. Paul, we'll start with you. What's going to be the key to this game for either team, and who, who do you think is going to win this one? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to – here's why I'm going to be hesitant to pick the game. I'll, I'll very likely be there, and uh, I, I, I made a vow. I made this, this the mistake a couple of months ago. I picked Georgia to beat Clemson, and as I got closer, I started to get squeamish. So when, when I'm going to be somewhere the day before the game, I, I always wait because you just don't know what you're going to pick up uh, in vibe. So I, I'm not one to normally pass the buck. I'm more interested to, to get some expertise from you guys. You guys, you guys seem like you uh, travel in these uh, – line circles more than I do. <laughs> I think LSU is going to win the game, honestly. Um, I know that it's at Mississippi State, but I just feel like this is the, going to be LSU's time to show that, hey, yeah, we are having a couple struggles. We did lose to UCLA at the beginning of the season, but I feel like this is when they get it together because if we look back at that UCLA game, they had a great defense for a while. They were They were stopping UCLA for a good moment, and then UCLA just opened it up. But we can't take from the fact that they lost from UCLA because UCLA isn't like a regular team. It would be one thing if they lost like Fresno State or something, but uh, UCLA and USC and Stanford, they're the best out the pack. So um, it's not just going to be a a cakewalk all the time, but I feel like LSU definitely is going to win over Mississippi State in this game. Yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead, Jackson. Yeah, I think this game has the potential to be like the best game of the weekend. I really do. Uh, It's one of the closest matchups of the weekend. Um, But I think it's really going to come down to a battle of the quarterbacks. Uh, It's really between Max Johnson for LSU and Will Rogers for Mississippi State. I'm a little higher on Will Rogers than I am on Max Johnson, but that's besides the point. Will Rogers has more weapons he trusts. Uh, he's got guys like Austin Williams and Jaden Wally. Um, he had he just had an absolute field day against Memphis uh, two weeks ago. And, I mean, Mac, Mac Johnson's been putting up good numbers. 
Uh, he's been kind of feasting on the same caliber of teams Will Rogers has, but I, I think I'm, I just have a lot more faith in the Mississippi state offense scoring points than I do in the LSU defense, stopping the Mississippi offense. Um, you know, I think it's a lot closer than people expect, but I think Mississippi state comes out on top. I, I, I think, think- uh, I, I mean, I personally think this is going to be a lot closer than what we think. That's all I really want to add on. I mean, I think Ed Ogeron is going to prepare his squad. Like, he's going to be coaching for his life this game. This is an absolute must-win game for Coach O. I mean, I don't see how he doesn't, like, go in and tell his players that this is a must-win game and, like, he basically get them ready to play the game of their life. So, I mean, if I had to pick one, like, like we said, who doesn't win in Starkville? So, I mean, I think LSU very could win this game. But, like I said, it can go either way. Here's – I'm agreeing with Jackson here, and the reason is LSU lost their running back, right? And and they haven't really rushed the ball very well this season up to date. So now it comes down to, like you said, the quarterbacks, and it's Ed Orgeron's offense led by Max Johnson, who wasn't even going to start this season, probably wasn't going to see the field at all, against Will Rogers and Mike Leach air raid offense, who he's been running since – I don't know, whatever cave Mike Leach walked out of to start college football. Um, so it, it really comes down to, are, are you going to trust the air raid offense of Mike Leach, which has been consistent for the last however many years he's coaching, or Ed Ordron, who's got to adjust his offense now and try to throw the ball when he's outmatched with receivers, quarterbacks, and running backs who can catch the ball in the backfield. So I, I, I honestly don't think this is going to be close. I think this could be a 10-14 point win for Mississippi State in Starkville. Um, I don't know. It's just how I feel. I, I just think he can't go up against Mike Leach at his own game. I mean, if it is a victory of that margin, um, I think I think the fallout is going to be brutal. Uh, I think it's going to be a long week for LSU fans if if the game is is as bad as that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and finally, so finally, let's let's move on to another big matchup in the in the SEC that we've touched upon a little bit but we can get um real opinions here a&m arkansas kyle field 230 kick oh sorry not kyle field at&t stadium home of the cowboys jackson big cowboys fan so we'll start off with you what's your opinion on this game yeah um you know both these teams obviously have a lot on the line coming into this game texas a&m needs to prove themselves against another ranked opponent uh, Arkansas is obviously trying to climb the ladder. Um, but Texas A&M's rattled off a few wins against a couple cupcakey teams. And again, as you mentioned before, Paul, it did feel like a loss against Colorado. Um, you know, I think Texas shows up. It's not a question of if Texas's offense shows up. I think the real question is how well can Texas stop the run early? Because if Arkansas can establish that ground game early, I don't see Texas A&M being able to keep up. I mean, Arkansas has racked up almost 600 yards on the ground in two games. And granted, they are playing porous defenses, but you don't do that unless there's something there. Um, So it's going to be entirely dependent on these first three, four drives of the game and how these offenses game plan early. Not to Um, mention last week, Arkansas had 333 rushing yards and not even with an 100-yard rusher. So, I mean, if that rushing attack shows up, Texas A&M is going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, and I mean, I think if they establish that ground game early on, I I don't see Texas A&M being able to 
being able to beat them. Yeah, well, I can definitely agree. Definitely. That's the biggest variable, right? I mean, like, who, which which guys in the trenches are going to win? Is it going to be yeah. is it going to be A and M's front four, or is it going to be Arkansas's offensive line that dominates them? It's Arkansas be- develops a run. Boy, I, I would hate to be Jimbo Fisher, but if if your defense shows up like it's supposed to, and it has, I, I don't see a lot of issues for AM. I'm going with Arkansas in this game. Um, if the quarterback is still playing the way that he was playing against Colorado, I get it. It's the first time being in and whatnot, but next man up, come on now. So if AM's playing that way and Arkansas is still playing the way they played against UT, there's no way AM stands a chance, whether it's in Kyle Field, AT&T Stadium, you know, at Arkansas. You know, I feel like Arkansas is definitely, I feel like they have a chip on their shoulder. They have something to prove because we've never seen them play this good in years. You know, Arkansas has always been at the bottom of the basket in the SEC with Mizzou and Vanderbilt and South Carolina. They're usually not up there in the pack. So I'm going with Arkansas in this game. Yeah, honestly, like I like Arkansas too. I think Barry Odom is going to have his defense come into this game prepared for a Haynes King less Texas A&M. And I, like, I think this could be a game of the week. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's absolutely game of the week. I mean, you don't have much going on in week four other than that Wisconsin game. So I, I, but this could very well be the, you know, game day kind of vibes for this, for this game. So We'll see, but um, but also this game, like, dep- have, in my opinion, heavily depends on how Calzada like comes out and plays because we did see a little sample size from the Colorado game. I know he he played most of it, but it wasn't like the whole game. He's gonna go into this game full game. I want to see how he performs. I want w- under full game. I know that's that a lot. Sorry. Well, Paul, um, I want to touch base a little bit on UCLA. So, in my opinion, I think they have a pretty tough schedule. Um, I feel like they're going to be the strongest team out the pack. I feel like this is the probably the first time in a while that we'll see the pack actually have a team in the college football playoffs, you know, because most of their opponents, except for Fresno State, Hawaii, Washington as of now, and Utah as of now, and Colorado, USC, and California, those are their only non-ranked opponents when they have to go against number four, Oregon, as of right now, and number 19, Arizona State. So I feel like they have a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, I'll say this in conclusion, uh, but uh, I, I'm i still not ready to, to, to give them the nod over Oregon, but, uh, but you, you make it a bit, uh, but I am a big fan of Chip Kelly. Well, guys, this, I have to tell you, um, I've had a blast. I feel like I've been just listening in on uh, this podcast and, and learning what uh, the youth of America are up to. I'm pretty impressed. We appreciate that, Mr. Feinbaum. Thank, Thank you. you. I, uh, Thank you. I will hope, hopefully uh, you guys will remember me and think to have me back sometime. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. When I, say that, when I say this, we love to have you whenever you say the word, you're on the show. You're College sure. football playoff week. We're, we'll kick, Jack, we'll kick Jackson off for you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. Mark it down. Hey, well, thank you guys. It, it, it's a real pleasure to, to, to be part of this. Thank it's you very an much. honor to have thank you. Thank you for coming. You got it. Awesome. Have a good show, Mr. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.
WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Touch on a few games real quick, just a little bit more. Before we get to predictions. Um, let's talk about the Ohio State-Tulsa game. You know, Tulsa is my sister's alma mater, but they were looking good at first. You know, they finished out the That's first not- quarter. They were beating Ohio State. I saw State. Tulsa live. They're not bad. Yeah, they're not too bad, but Ohio State, they were looking a little bit rough. As we were talking about them earlier, struggling with being a playoff potential team. Right now, should have been. It, it's kind of uh, Ohio State to me is kind of like a sad. They still did state. win by twenty points. Though. I, I know, but it's just like you look at all the other talent on the like on the, on the, on the skill positions, and CJ Stroud just can't bring it to the table, and and that's just it's just what it is. I'm not a big. I am not a big CJ Stroud fan at all. He wasn't even the best quarterback in the game. <sighs> yeah, Davis Brin four twenty eight. I know. And that whole first, it, 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 if you look, Travion Henderson had himself. Travion Henderson yeah. averaged almost twelve yards a carry and ran for two hundred and seventy. That's, that's some Derrick Henry. That's some Derrick Henry type so of. So right many there. weapons. They have so many weapons. They can't. They can't. They can't get it to him. They can't oh get it to him. God, it's so sad. Dude, it's, Derrick it's Henry wasn't sad. even putting Honestly, these numbers up in high school. What? I take that back. Yes, he was yes, rushing he was. for yes, four thousand yards a season yes, in high school. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> this, this was a one-score game at halftime. Yeah. Like, yes. The, the, I totally thought Tulsa like was in it. Like they were. I. It, I mean, like it's it's Tulsa. Ohio State. They're also zero three. So. App is one of the absolute most overrated teams this year. Yeah, not oh, even like I have. Fire. I don't oh, know how they're still overrated out. teams right now. Notre Let's Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. They were struggling with <laughs> Purdue. The, the yeah. No the, oh, oh the speech that Kelly gave. Like he was. Um, Dude, Brian, Brian, yeah, Brian Kelly should Yeah. Ever since what he said after that FSU game, I, I just don't listen okay, to what he says. Okay, like, that, but he was hyping them up. You had to see the preview. No, watch the game. You can't game. say. He was hyping you, up the team. Uh, hyping, hyping up the team that no, he okay, said, oh, no. my player should be executed? Okay, that was that was after the game. You know, coaches say a lot of things, okay? Yeah, People say a lot of things. No. But he was hyping them up before the Purdue game, making them seem like they were going to come out and show the Notre Dame team that – is ranked so high and that everybody's been wanting to see and whatnot. And they came out and they weren't doing well at all. To be honest with you, the next Ooh. Oceans movie, like Oceans 14, whatever one they're on, should oh, feature love- Brian Kelly because he's the greatest <laughs> con artist of all time. Yeah. The fact that he gets Notre Dame in the playoff conversation every year is astonishing. He's that guy. It is insane. First of all, shout out to Notre Dame for doing – the most petty move that might happen in college football this year by not letting Purdue bring a bass drum through their main tunnel that they've brought to almost every game for the past, like, what, 100 years? That's awesome. Love that. Love some pettiness. But Notre Dame, listen, Jack Cohn's okay, and he'll win most games because Notre Dame plays eh. So, but they are... I just I can't do it. it I swear to God, I if they're s- number four this year. I, I'm done with the college football right. playoff. A lot. I think a lot. Well, a lot would obviously have to happen for them to be number four right well, now. If they go undefeated. But what if Oregon wins out? Okay. They're Man. they're gonna be number four. Well, yeah. But who are you putting one, two, three? Alabama, uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Three and four up for grabs. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I get. <laughs> I mean, I want to say Oklahoma. I want to say Oklahoma for three, but like, I don't. They're not gonna. I. I don't think they'll be there. I don't think they stay. I don't know how they're still third. I don't think they stay there. I'm, Oklahoma's not there. No, they're not. I thought Oregon is. So they're oh. four. Uh, yeah, they're four. They're four. Oregon should be three. Right? Just like whatever. Um. So yeah, Notre Dame overrated. I don't really want to. Let's not talk about them. Yeah, I don't really want to. I don't uh, care. Penn State about Auburn. Great atmosphere. Awesome. A shout out to the Alabama guy who went to watch the game in yeah. the Alabama shirt. <laughs> Only guy wearing red in the building. Gotta love that. That actually that takes top ten pettiness right there in college yeah. football. That one wins the award. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That was that was one of my favorite games this weekend. Honestly. Oh, I got goosebumps when they panned over that stadium. Yeah, my friend actually goes to Penn State. Was actually at that game. He sent me just like a, uh, a like a recording of like a panorama. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, that's uh, that's like Penn State whiteout games. Like my friends probably gonna love hearing this. It's probably the greatest atmosphere in college football, and it's so tough for an away team. It's I'm my, sorry, but there are three teams mm-hmm. down here that would beg to differ. No, 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 Sam. I'm sorry. There's no better environment, and I hate saying this because I hate them. I hate the morally corrupt organization of Louisiana State University. However, a game in Death Valley at night is the most intimidating game in the entire world. It's very fun. Penn State is three or two. So who's the other? Probably Florida. Florida or Alabama, yeah. Or Auburn, even. No, I wouldn't what? say Alabama. Just a regular... Wait, hold on. So just a regular Alabama game is... No, but you're not seeing... It's not a regular Penn State game. It's a whiteout game. Alabama versus LSU two years ago? Ooh. Yeah, but that's... Okay, that's a completely different level. No, 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 no. I'm not even... You're, you're arguing Penn it's like an, one-off game against Justin General. You can't do that. That's a one-off game versus a one-off game. Okay. Auburn. Agree to disagree. I don't know. <laughs> I know I, you thought you'd get out of this one scot-free, Auburn, because we went off on a little tangent. Oh, yeah. No, I, have, I have one question for you all. When is Bo Nix going to do something? Don't you've been talking. There, you've been talking. too much sweet tea. Auburn, fa- Auburn fans have been talking about Bo Nix since the kid was five years old in an Auburn jersey. <laughs> when is he going to do something? I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And he has yet to do a single thing. I mean, he is holding that offense back. Did he not score a touchdown. Who? No. My my favorite player that from this game that I was seeing constantly was Jahan Dotson. He, you hear it first. He is going to be an absolute stud. Like, he's he's. I'm, he, I'm pretty sure he's going to the NFL next year. He's going to be a problem. Like that, that that man is nasty. You're right, but the best player in this game played for Auburn. Tank but Bigsby Auburn is, is that struggling. Guy. Like they were playing well. At I first, agree. But uh, actual competition. It's the Ohio is State dilemma again. You can't just hand the ball off to some guy and be like, "Go win us the game." You have to throw, and they can't do that. Neither of them can. But Tank Bigsby is good. Twenty-three carries, one hundred and two yards, and two touchdowns. What else do you want him to do? Yeah. They still uh, lost. Auburn's winning recipe is not putting the ball in Bo Nix's hands 37 times. And you can't can... win either. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, I, I don't know. I, I had mixed feelings about this game. Obviously, the atmosphere was great. Um, good win for Penn State. But let's let's move ahead. Quick quick shout-out, though. Not going to lie. Did you all see the Boise State-Oklahoma State game? No, no, Oklahoma State Oklahoma. game. Oklahoma State wrong. So Oklahoma State went to Boise State. Oh, they said and Oklahoma. Won. I was like, what? No, Oklahoma State. And so 
I told my sister this, but my sister called me after the game because it was a one-point game. Boise State drove down the field to the 20-yard line and was setting up to kick a field goal. Oh, boy. I turned the game off because I was like, oh, Oklahoma State lost. I got a call from my sister freaking out. They blocked the kick. Mm-hmm. No time left. Block the kick. Oklahoma State wins. Oh, my I'm God. I'm not kidding you. So I hang up with my sister. My dad texts me. He's like, did you see that? I'm going to be honest with you. Dad didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't watch it. So sorry, Meg. I apologize. But Oklahoma State won. So with that being said, let's move ahead to next week. All next right. week, you know. Picks, picks, picks. We <laughs> Uh, I, I've been bragging about this to you three. You guys need a. Co- uh, so I only Zach missed one. Had a heck of a week. Yes, I did. One loss, Come on. Cares. One loss, I care. I went twenty of twenty-one in the. Like I said again, you guys made me pick. You guys made me pick Virginia Tech. We didn't force him to do anything. So, All right, let's current, get into wait, these picks. Do you want to do current standings right now? Nah. Nah, okay. they don't matter right now. Nah. <laughs> okay. Nah. Nah, it's fine. Zach's in the lead. Let's, All right. Let's just put it that way. Yes. Of, like usual. I've no, been in the lead for the been, past three weeks. It won't change. It won't change. Second, we're coming it up. It won't change. Up. All right, here we go. First game up, we have number 22, Fresno State against UNLV. I'm taking Fresno State. Yeah, is it, are we, are we going to like talk about this one, no. or are we all taking Fresno, Fresno State? State? Fresno State, they've all... UNLV is literally like one of the worst but football Fresno games State in the country. Just themselves. give me Fresno State, no Fresno problem. State has proven themselves. They proved... They proved themselves, even against Oregon, even though they lost that game. They definitely gave Oregon a battle. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget about last week, them beating UCLA. So, mm-hmm. Fresno State it is. Next game, we have number 25, Kansas State, against Oklahoma State. I'm going with Oklahoma State on this game. Listen, just because it's 14 years to this date, and Mike Gunny had the greatest quote of all time, I'm picking Oklahoma State because I'm a man! I'm 40! Let's go! Oh, go, folks! Ah. Oh, this oh, is. Oklahoma State's been looking good. In my do opinion. I want to do Look it? Look at the hat. Let's go, baby. Let's see. <laughs> see, Oklahoma Look, see, State. Hold on, hold on. They claim hat. they don't. They don't sway my opinions. We <laughs> don't. Brad is literally pointing at his hat with the Oklahoma. Oh my God. You see, don't have if to that doesn't mean you, don't you need to pick Oklahoma State, I don't know what that means. We're not telling you to pick them. I hope you pick against them so I get another win. I don't care what you do. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Oklahoma State. Oh, okay, God. next game. Kansas gonna, State yeah, Kansas State's going to win. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't even need to talk about this next game. Next Georgia's going to uh, absolutely Georgia. obliterate. Hold on, hold on. It's don't number even two. Make... It's number two, Georgia against Vanderbilt. I'm going with Georgia. We got to announce it so Shocker. the fans know. So we gotta let the them fans okay. think that we're picking Vandy. You you got on the you, wrong it's podcast. Not, it's <laughs> not even that we we're thinking, but hey, we're looking at a team that didn't score an offensive touchdown. Yeah, their Vandy first sucks. game of the season. Just Georgia. Georgia. Just all right. So and we're let's not forget Clemson has been struggling as well. Like those mm-hmm. two top teams have been struggling the most I out agree, of top but teams. Not not against Vandy. Hey, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying anything can happen because those teams have definitely been. A flip of a coin, okay. so that's what I'm saying. Next game, Villanova, Penn, Penn State. State. Not really much not a basketball game. I'm going game, Penn, so State. Penn State. <laughs> Penn State for sure. Mm-hmm. We have a huge matchup next. Everybody saying Penn State yeah, on that yeah. one. Yeah, Penn State. It's not basketball. Next Write we down, have Penn State. We have uh, number 12 Notre Dame against 18 Wisconsin. Ooh. I'm going with 
Notre Dame. Give me Wisconsin. Because they always show up big when it's, oh, like a huge game. They they do play down yes. to their opponents. They play. They, they really do. Now, when it's, when it's a major game, they don't mess around. But when it's like, oh, we're supposed to beat them, they, that's when you see them struggle a little bit and give the other team hope. And then their quarterback's like, oh, let me show you guys what I really can do when it's the fourth quarter and there's like six minutes left. Brian <laughs> Robinson's day-to-day heading into Southern Mess. It's okay. Trey Sanders. Trey no, Sanders. no, no, no. Jace, Jace McClellan. Jace McClellan. Jace McClellan. No, I want Jace Trey Sanders Jace out McClellan. there. Give me that man. Give me that man. Let's get all right, all right. Back to the picks. Notre Dame back. or not? I'm going Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Wisconsin. I, I Dude, if you told me Jack Cohen was going to hobble into this game on one leg, I'd pick Notre Dame by 1,000 points. Problem is, Jack Cohen's probably going to be healthy for the whole game, so I don't know if he's got it. You know what? I think he can't do it unless he dislocates a finger. Oh, okay. I mean, he'll just pop it back in, that, given that chance. Oh, yeah, oh he, if you told me, if you told me he was going to break his arm during halftime. All right, all right. Fair I'm going to say Notre Dame on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, and then the next game, Coastal Carolina, UMass. I, I am Coastal riding the Coastal Carolina train Coastal the whole Carolina. year. Yeah, I mean, you'd be dumb not to. Yes. Next Coastal. game. Next game, we have number five, Iowa, against Colorado State. I'm going with Iowa. It, I think Iowa all, might should, like, kind of should be number four. Iowa, mm. I, the Big Ten this year is going to be very interesting. It's going to come – Iowa and Penn State, that's going to be – Well, it's, it's all going to be fun games, so Iowa State probably beats Penn State and beats Michigan and that, beats Iowa. I, you know, I genuinely – with how Ohio State is playing – I don't Depending think that's on true. oh no just, no like, no that game is in Columbus so that's gonna be kind of tougher for them to win. I don't think that's true. I'm just like using the past to I'm, the future. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm so but sorry. for Iowa and Colorado State, I don't think we have to talk about that much. Everybody like has Iowa, right? I'm so sorry, Wait. Michael Gallup. I'm so sorry. Don't you dare say Colorado State. I gotta pick Iowa. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Michael Gallup. All right, oh, next boy. game up. This another another big this... game of the weekend. We have number seven Texas A&M and sixteen Arkansas. I'm going with number sixteen Arkansas. They are riding off that high mm-hmm. of beating UT. I like that. They too. have definitely shown some legitness on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm going with number sixteen Arkansas beating them in Aggieland. Forget Giggums, thumbs down. It's I'm Dallas. going number six. See the way it's in Dallas, that AT and T state. Well, yeah, but like still, it's that's still home to them. Okay. That's a, the way I. It's literally up the street, out of College Station. Okay. It's like a good two hour, three hour drive. The way I think about it, this game huh? is gonna be decided. Try to keep talking. Okay, now the way I think this game is gonna be decided is is. If Texas A&M stops, stops Arkansas's rushing attack, that's going to be it's over. It's over. But but if Arkansas if, gets if Arkansas gets A&M's over 200, I'll say this: Arkansas over two twenty-five yards of rushing win. But also, if Arkansas gives A&M's quarterback their backup quarterback, let's keep that in mind. Yeah, he didn't look that good either. Is because he went against New Mexico. But if he, if Arkansas gives their quarterback trouble, like they've been giving the UT quarterback in trouble and the quarterback from last week trouble with their defense, I'm going with it's Arkansas. Just, all so Zach, who are you taking? He wants to take Arkansas. I do so want. Bad. I do want to take Arkansas, but like, I just don't know how this game is gonna like pan out. And plus, I want to like keep my picks like. I want to keep the lead. Listen, I did that last week and lost to Fresno State, so maybe you got to Hey, it's up. okay. Ah. You got to go by. You know, you got to risk it for the biscuit. 
Give me the Razorbacks. Jerry Jones' alma mater in Jerry World. I'm taking Arkansas, exactly. too. I can't, oh, I can't wait, argue are you with the alone. Jerry Jones is going to be there. Jerry Jones is going to be there. He's, he's going to work his magic and make sure Arkansas He'll wins. He'll be there what in the sky Hold box. on. Hold. Hold oh on. Oh, my God. Relax. What magic? What magic? Because Jerry go Jones goes to I'll all the Cowboy games. I'll, I'll tell you what work. magic. I'll tell you what magic. We need to get off of the Cowboys. I'll tell you what magic. The most valuable sports franchise in the world, baby. All right, relax. Okay, I started him on a bad take. Here's the deal. Arkansas, great rushing game. That's their only offense. AM, best front four in the country. Good. That's their greatest defense. Oh, AM yeah. wins the game. He, he's making me want Arkansas. <laughs> we don't have to go agree. No, no. Yeah, make it 2v2. I'm taking Texas AM. I, 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 I got you. I, I just think, I, like, the only way I don't Jackson's say the only way. Jackson's speaking for the wrong reasons. No, hold on. I just I gotta tie my opinion as much as I can. See? The only like way that Arkansas is gonna win, like we said, is if they rush like the ball and like just Texas a and can't stop I it. I think I think uh, the way that because Arkansas. Let's be real. Cause Arkansas's not gonna win through the air. I think they're Arkansas, not. Arkansas is gonna win by holding the ball and keeping that clock running. Ooh. Well, yeah, that's that's the way their whole offense is think, built. But I just think the the front four for a m is is really, really this really this good. this a m and Arkansas is gonna be very I won't say very close. It's gonna but, be a hard fall game. Don't oh, for sure. Like, I just I just listen, don't I just don't see the. I'm not I'm not picking a and m to win by five and a half points. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no it's gonna no. be a close game no matter what. It's going to be a close game. All right, let's keep it going. Um, we have number, Cle- number nine, Clemson and NC State. This the is battle. a very tough game to actually mm-hmm. pick a little bit. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Clemson sticking has Clemson. been struggling. They have Clemson. been struggling. Mm-hmm. They. I want to. The defense has not given up an offensive touchdown. That says a lot. So I'm going with Clemson on this game because of that reason. But offensively-wise for Clemson, we need to see something this game. I I need to see something because I want to see like you're struggling against Georgia Tech last week. Come on now, the I need to see option. something. I need to or see something. Or is that something. not there anymore? I don't even know. Georgia Tech, yeah, it is. Oh, that kind of. I need taking? to see something out of Clemson. Uh, the college football playoff yeah. committee needs to see something so, out of Georgia this week. So I'm, I'm flip flopping on this game. I'm okay. gonna take Clemson just because their defense is that good, and I think oh, if, yeah. Yeah. if NC State struggles good. to put up points on Mississippi uh, State, they're gonna struggle to put up points against Clemson. Um, Agreed. I, I don't, you know, this is another one of those games for me that's like, I could see it going the other way, but right now, I you can't pick against Clemson's defense. They're, exactly. They're too good, so I'm taking Clemson. Next game, we have number 14, Iowa State against Baylor. I'm taking those Baylor Bears. Sick them. Sick them. Because have you guys been watching Baylor play? They're good. They're, they're good. good. I, I still have Iowa State, though. Uh, I, I can't bet against Matt Campbell unless yeah, Matt it's Campbell versus Iowa. Yep. Which that man, Iowa is that man's kryptonite. Yep. Uh, he'll go. He'll go 11-1 um, season. Iowa yeah, State. I'm gonna lock it in Iowa State too. All right, give me my. Iowa State has lost. Okay. Let's, let's keep Iowa that in mind. This still best team in the country. Okay, Baylor's three and zero. All right, so so is so is they whooped up on Kansas last week. Kansas, the Jayhawks we football team. We could go out and beat Kansas. <laughs> the, no, four us, the four of us could no. totally score at least one touchdown. Guys, uh, what? okay, that's you guys have to remember. This is a D one football team. You guys are talking about. Oh, they don't about. look like it. It doesn't matter. It's, it's still they're going to struggle, just like they would struggle against a D two. Like 
Any team's gonna struggle. We we are not gonna beat Kansas. I Let's be like, realistic. I'm really just joking. I could give a mean locker room spin. No. Okay. It's kind of a hyper. Okay, sir, <laughs> that hasn't seen Coach Carter. Oh, oh you can't jump. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can. Sports you can't, movie. You look can't. at look at this. We're reaching up. We're reaching for personal insults. Have you even on, seen Forty Two? Like, I just please. really want to ask one question. Have you watched Miracle on Ice? No. I, I, get out. Have you get out? Have you I'm seen? Flip my chair right now. Okay, hold on. Talented just for back, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Just oh, well. for background, everybody. This I know this isn't college football related, but Jackson has not seen like any sports movies. He's only seen Remember the Titans. Wow, bravo. Okay, he hasn't but seen that. Really? I don't know how Ruben's rooting bragging about it. ABC Family plays Remember the Titans all the time. Like, come on now. I was I wasn't coming and pain in my chest like, yeah, I've seen Remember the Titans. I'm the biggest sports mogul on the planet. Okay, okay. No, yeah. Yeah. let's get back to the All right, and we digress. You gotta, you gotta, I will stay against Baylor. I'm Wait, no, we didn't. We all took Baylor, Iowa State, Iowa State, Iowa State. All right, good. I like being alone. Next game, we have Rutgers and number 19, Michigan. I'm got Michigan for that game. Watch out because I'm going to take Michigan, but no chance Michigan beats Rutgers by, by double digits. It's not going to happen. Rutgers, Rutgers is good. Rutgers is good. Michigan. Okay. It's for the first time in a long time. They Michigan, look like they Michigan. belong. Okay. So yeah, you're taking I, Rutgers? I'm not taking Rutgers, but yeah. But Michigan's not winning. They're, they're not covering this spread. Okay. Jackson, okay. Jackson and I talked about this in the car, and, and we were like, you know, every time we look at it, we're like, maybe Rutgers, but you Michigan's playing well right now. I don't. It's gonna be a test for them, but I also don't think they, like Rutgers is one of those three and O teams, kind of like Baylor, kind of like a bunch of other like TCU. You know, like there's some three and O teams right now where it's like, eh, really? Well, if Rutgers plays say, a close listen, game, Rutgers could, Rutgers could win and go four and O and prove it. But right now, where we're sitting, they're just one of those teams that's three and O that I've been like, okay, play someone. Yeah, cool. do something. Have a couple tough. I mean, it'll be. T- it's gonna be. I mean, if this game was in Rutgers, I would have. I'm taking. I, I kind of want. I would have picked them. I got them all, yeah. But they're coming into the big house, guys. Like that's pretty. Any like doesn't matter who you are. The yeah. big house is tough to play in. Yeah. With the I don't know, hundred ten thousand people being there every oh, game. Gosh. All right. Let's Sorry. let's get back. Let's would, get back to I, it. I didn't pick yet. I didn't pick yet. Dude, I, why did we pick Michigan? You literally said Michigan. Oh God. Just please don't. Stop. Okay. Right. Next <laughs> game, we have number twenty three Auburn against Georgia State. Let's get this done. Auburn, Auburn, Auburn. for sure. Next game, a tough one. Oh. Number twenty four UCLA against Stanford. Oh. Go Cardinal. I'm very... I got Stanford. Mm-hmm. Stanford's I already beaten a, a well... Not well-versed, but pretty decent team in US, USC. USC, they beat also them. Made game. their coach get fired. Let's not forget it's a home that. game for Stanford. UCLA coming off a tough loss. Yeah. I, I, I maybe UCLA, maybe no, UCLA has something I'm, to prove. Like, I kind of want Stanford, but like... I think this is a UCLA game. That's uh, fair. I, I just think... But I also feel like this is a statement game it. for Stanford, though. Yeah? Because Stanford they has definitely been... Ever since their first loss of the season, that first game, they've mm-hmm. been playing excellent football. Correct. They have been showing that they deserve it. I'm surprised they aren't ranked after beating USC, honestly. Mm. They've been showing that they're that guy. can't lose FCS and then get ranked um, after one win. But UCLA beat LSU. If they, if they beat they UCLA... Went up to, they went straight up to 16 after that one win. So yeah, but, that's but not even fair. You could at least put Stanford. But look, you could, yes, you still yes. could have put Stanford I'm, at like twenty four or twenty five. I'm gonna go UCLA. Yeah, let's go UCLA. I'm gonna go UCLA. This is gonna be their bounce back game. Yeah, I want to take Stanford, but I, if you if you told me UCLA was coming off a nice win last week, 
I might be tempted to take take Stanford. Maybe they so catch you UCLA with their pants down. And now, now that they lost, you don't think? Yeah, I no. Like, I mean, I I, like I just can't see him coming out two like two weeks in a row looking exactly. bad, like looking I, that bad. I can't yeah. agree with what Jackson's saying. I, I feel like UCLA is going to prove that yeah, they made a mistake. They didn't take their opponent as serious as they thought because they because you know who could be just like UCLA right now, Oregon. Because Oregon was not taking sure. Fresno State. Once they got that fourteen zero lead, they started. To ease back. And I think since UCLA struggled that whole game against Fresno State and didn't take the lead until late in the fourth quarter and started going like table tennis or tennis back and forth with them yeah. still. And I feel like their their uh, defense has definitely been worn out in practice this week because mm-hmm. it's ridiculous that you gave them left to like 55 seconds left on the clock and they came down and scored and even left seconds on the clock for them to even get in field goal position. Yeah. They just um, threw it some incomplete I just, passes. I just think Stanford's already proven themselves, and I think they can do it again, and, and yeah. it's home. Okay. You know? So, um, Florida, Tennessee. We're taking Florida. Yeah, I got Florida. My Raiders. friend who goes to Tennessee will be pissed. I am picking Florida. Yeah. I'm also taking Florida. You can't, you can't look at the effort that Florida put out last week and not take Florida. Yes. Now we have insane. number 20, Michigan State against Nebraska. I have Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I also have Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, I, they, they keep the train rolling. Yeah. Right. Okay, yep. next game is a tough one. Number four, Oklahoma against West yeah. Virginia. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, I'm gonna this go is first this. I I was telling y'all y'all sleeping on. I was te- I was saying on the live show on Saturday that West Virginia's offense is like disgusting. I'm the only one who picked him last week. I'm saying yeah, but we had we had conversations we, on the live college football preview. We, the live show. I'm sorry. I don't know if you did that. Oh, yet. But um. Okay. But I'm. This is my upset. Zach I'm picking I. West Virginia. Okay. Oklahoma's defense is not ready for that Mountaineer offense. Okay. Ready. You were talking about it Bucky. before. Iowa should be top four. And I think this is the win that notches Iowa into the top four. I think this is the win West Virginia gets over Oklahoma that'll slide them into the top four. I'm taking West so Virginia. you thinking Iowa's win over West Virginia will get? No, I'm, th- I'm sorry. I worded that so yeah. poorly. I'm, I understand. Yeah. You're saying West Virginia West beat Virginia, Oklahoma. West Virginia beating – yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's okay. saying – yeah, so you're taking West Virginia really as well. Honestly. I'm I'm gonna take West. I I said it the first week. I'm not going back on it. What? I don't believe in Spencer Rattler. I don't either. I'm okay, sorry. I this is my thing. I like Spencer Rattler. I think he I, he's gonna be oh, good. Oh, I like him. Have you guys the seen the margin of though? the team? Have you guys seen the margin though for that game? What is a it? Seventeen and a half. A seventeen point margin. No, yeah. Seventeen. It's I'm telling you. I'm telling you. West Virginia is gonna come out of that game like start. That, they're, they're gonna just come out gunning. Like they're gonna score their first two possessions probably. In my opinion, I think. I'm just saying how it's gonna go. And then I think Oklahoma like bounce back at half, but at second half. West Virginia's going to absolutely I'm, take over. Go ahead, Janae. You can go ahead. Oh, putting it on me now. Um, I'm, yeah, going, come on. I'm going with Oklahoma in this game, honestly. Uh, yeah, so, because um, Oklahoma's defense comes up when need be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that much. And Oklahoma's offense also comes up when need be. They do struggle, like we all said. They do struggle. They're, they're very much similar to Notre Dame, where they play down to their opponent. Mm-hmm. And they make them seem like they have hope. And then late in the third... Late in the fourth, they start showing, hey, we are legit. We can play. So I'm going with Oklahoma on the safe side in this game. But I also will be looking forward to a West Virginia upset because it does look good for other teams Listen, like Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma to win the like game. Like Ohio State. Because they are the better team. Um, oh, well. But, yeah, of course, of yeah. course. But if I were sitting here looking at a 17-point spread, I would not be taking Oklahoma. This 
I think yeah, the, I think West Virginia Oklahoma is going to be absolute. Shit I think it's going to be, gonna be a great, great game, game. And I, but I think Oklahoma and wins. And it's at six thirty at night. If you if you too. if you just look at their like team stats, I'm looking at it right now. They're very they're like, very close. They're, they're very similar. They're very close. It's West Virginia thirty nine points a game. Yeah. Oklahoma. I'm taking Oklahoma. Yeah. No, I'm still taking. West Virginia. You guys got to weigh everything. It's a night game. And it's in Norman. West Virginia's yeah. also coming off another ranked win high. Just remember. Listen, I I, I don't think West Virginia's a bad team. I don't think I don't think it's totally out of the realm that they could win this game. I just don't. I'm not picking them to win. I just can't. Yes. I just think Oklahoma's better. So. So okay. we have number ten Ohio State Let's against Akron. Ohio yeah. State. Ohio State. I'm sorry, LeBron. Who does yeah. LeBron root for? He Ohio State. Ohio State. <laughs> you know, he, he's, just he's, the, Ohio. He's, he's the king from Akron. He's gonna root for Akron. Akron. He always says that. Yeah, I don't think LeBron roots for losing teams. Okay, <laughs> we have another tough game Bruce in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that really. Okay, another tough is, game in my opinion. Twenty-one UNC mm-hmm. against Georgia Tech. The reason why I say this is a tough, tough game. game because Georgia Tech, like I said, they held Clemson to only yeah. fourteen points. It's a sneaky tough game because it you don't it's not because of Georgia Tech it's because you don't know the UNC that you're gonna get yeah that's exactly. why it's a sneaky tough game because right. if it's if it's the bad UNC that we saw week one Georgia Tech competes might even beat them but if it's the UNC that we saw last week UNC wins by seventy yeah. I am going to <laughs> no, agree yeah. with Jackson on this one because I already know Jackson's decision on this one I'm definitely gonna take UNC I'm, with him yeah, yeah I'm, I'm UNC. So I think UNC. Sam Howell had a great game last week catapulted him back into the Heisman contention and I think he gets the perfect opportunity I, to continue it I don't think a twelve point spread is enough for no, how much they're gonna no. be no I think. I think Sam Howell, I said it week one, but I was wrong. But I think I'm going to be right this time. He's going to come out slinging. It's, it's going to be like they a four-touchdown game. Week one, they just needed to, like you said, they just needed to figure out the offense. Their two biggest offensive players last year are now in the NFL, Michael Carter and Javante. Yep. They so, just needed to figure it out. Yep. I'm telling you, guarantee it. Yep. Sam Howell, at least three touchdowns and 300 yards. Did yep. you all see the? Guaranteed. Book it. The uh, alert about Ohio State's, the, how there's a lawsuit against Ohio State over Dr. Richards mm-hmm. over the sexual mm-hmm. abuse. Oh, good All right, let's go oh, to gosh. BYU, South Florida. The next BYU. game it was BYU. So I don't even like I don't even yeah. need to so say anything. Like yeah. I'm just gonna rock BYU the whole year. Yes, BYU. BYU. Next game we have a number three Oregon against Arizona. Oregon, Oregon for sure. And a half Oregon. isn't enough. Arizona is so bad. Oh my god! Sorry, I looked at the next point spread. The next, <laughs> the next game we have number one Alabama against Southern Mississippi, Alabama. and I'm taking oh Alabama. My. Alabama and, and with the spread. <laughs> oh my! I'm more god. than more than forty five. Hey, yeah, but I yeah. uh, Alabama needs to play. Excellent football. football this game because we've seen them struggle the past two games. You know, even though they did beat Mercer by a lot, they struggled fundamental yeah. wise fundamental, because the it's the penalties, it's starting off slow, yep. it's not playing as a team, as a unit, as one, you know. Why does it take so long for them to get into it, to get the momentum going and everything? And I need to see the defense play better than they did against Florida last week. And I need those sloppy tackling. Uh, so mm-hmm. I saw a lot of sloppy just, tackling just against Just sound Florida. football this weekend. Exactly. Too. Definitely. Too so I need it to be all cleaned up. For the record, obviously, I'm going to pick Alabama. But I have a question. If Alabama 
give Southern Miss a similar game as we did as Alabama did to Mercer, is it is it time to panic? No. No. I'm saying defensively. I don't think you'll see. No. That. Like if Southern Miss puts up 14 points. I, I think it's just like, another, t- like, another day it, where Nick Saban like, is yelling at them for um, dropping the coverage because there's no way that they should be scoring dude, 14 points. No, no, I'm not saying they're Did going you, to. I'm you saying want to do a if. score prediction on this game? No, I'm just saying. I got a score prediction for this game. Like, if, if, if Southern Miss puts up 14 plus, I'm extremely worried about our defense. Seriously. I, for Alabama's defense. Sorry. I wouldn't be worried about their defense at all. But my point prediction for this one, I'm going 65 to 3. That's a lot. Ooh. That's a lot. Woo, woo. That's 66 a, 3. No, that's, no, that's not mine. I, <laughs> that's just what I'm saying. 52 10. I don't know. I mean, like, these games are always dumb. I'm going to go to the touchdown with yeah. the fourth. I'm going to. Like, Nick Saban had gone up in the student section in the fourth quarter and been like, you play DB and you play D tackle and yeah. you do this and then they score a touchdown. I don't so, think like, Nick don't... Saban's going to be doing that right now because well, I we think, need to get the fun. I think this will be. 51 to 3. You're saying Will Record's going to miss an extra point? 52 to 3. <laughs> hey, 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 okay. I, I, w- I was really sad to see he missed that kick oh, versus Florida. So that was that was his first missed kick like like in a like in an actual game setting. Ever, yep. Like well, it, I remember seeing that notification on my phone. He didn't miss that kick in high school and he didn't he miss a Ada. kick. A, he missed he one at Ada. Yeah. He didn't miss one at Ada. But but so that, that doesn't count. It was not right? a real counts in my mind. All right, yeah. what's your point? I'd, l- I'd love to meet the person picking Southern uh, Southern Miss this weekend. I'd love to meet him because <laughs> they would be a no, scientific no, anomaly. Wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because they're um, probably like from like down home. They're always like... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it is a tune-up game. It's a great chance for the guys to get their heads screwed on right and play a good game of football and come out of here feeling a lot better. Um, honestly, I think we could incur 200 penalty yards and still win the game by 20 points, but... I, I just want to see a clean game. You'll I don't care. That. I don't care if Southern Miss scores 14 points. If they if those 14 points come off of a a punt return and a 70 yard hail mary at the end of the game, I'm more okay, than yeah, happy. But, but because I think this game, I think something. Some yeah, I think some shenanigans like that are gonna go down. So I think it's somewhere along the lines of. I don't think we get 60. It's hard for me to say 60, but I do think we. I think Alabama, it's like 55-10, maybe 55-13. I just don't see how you guys wouldn't be concerned if we gave, a, like, double-digit points to Mercer and I mean, Southern but Miss. But I like, feel like on, these are two teams we should be giving up three to six points against. Yeah, but I feel like, like one of those... All the other games that they've played like this in the past few years, yeah, but they've what always if, had yeah. 14 points because there's garbage time p- football. That's what happened in Mercer. That's what happens now. No, no, no. Tell, just, like, it, I don't... It doesn't matter. They'll be miles the out of the game by other, the middle of the third. Who, yeah. I mean, like, I just, I'm, I'd be concerned. I'd be concerned if it's two offensive touchdowns for Southern Miss. I'm well, concerned. Well, I bet they score one of those touchdowns with the third stringers in. Yeah. All okay. Right. Next game, okay. we okay. have LSU against Mississippi State. I am going with the boot. LSU is definitely going to win over Mississippi State. That's what I'm going. I'll with. take a Mississippi State. Ed Ardron <laughs> needs this win. He needs every single win, just like every other coach needs. Are, is LSU matter. LSU's at Mississippi State? Mm, yeah. Yes. I th- no sh- no shot. LSU gets curb stomped. <clears throat> I got Mississippi. State. I wouldn't say no shot, but because there, there is a shot in every game know. this year. Come on now, don't but, break out my Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. But LSU will <laughs> lose this game, and Ed Ogeron's seat 
will be on oh, fire. fire. Hold on, hold on. You know LSU is winning in the margin, right? It's a two-point. Even though it's what, a two-point favorite? All right, never mind. The odds makers okay. don't know what they're talking about anymore. I, I got a prescription. And that prescription is for more cowbell. Mississippi State by a lot. And by a lot, I mean like four. This is an early kickoff, too. 11 a.m. It doesn't matter. No, I'm just do saying. We see just wait, hold on. Do we see a scenario of Ogeron getting fired during the year? No, Ogeron no. won't get fired during the year because he won a national championship in the past two years. Nutty, nutty, nutty. Okay. What's going to happen is he's not going to have a good year, and then LSU is going to come out and be like, remember this Title IX lawsuit we were investigating on you? Mm-hmm. Huh. We need so, you to get out. Yeah. So basically, I'm the only one who's taking LSU this game. Yeah, correct. So, yeah. All right, that's perfectly fine. All right, next game, we have Syracuse and Liberty. I'm going with... Liberty. Yeah, Liberty Biberty. <laughs> Liberty Biberty. I, I'm, Are you taking Liberty? I'm sorry for my Syracuse friends, but gonna it's going to be Liberty. I yeah. hate to break it to y'all. Listen, I'm going to go orange, but like not in this game. <laughs> Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. Jackson, don't you dare. Jackson. All right. Have you, have you, yeah. all right Liberty, all right. Wasn't Liberty ranked at one point? Yeah, they're going to be ranked again. Yeah. All right, I'll take Liberty. Don't, no, 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 hold on. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. Let me, like, don't sway your opinion off of us, because I've been saying you, you've been, oh my, don't, don't do it, don't do it, because you'll be, you'll be like me next week. You're going with Liberty. Why do I, why do I do this Have you picked Zach? Why do I do this Yeah, I said Liberty. Wait, 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 I might take my back. Well, I don't, no, oh, never mind. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going Syracuse. I don't know what you guys are looking at. I'm so sorry. I'm going Syracuse. Why? Excuse Liberty's played no one. Have you seen how Syracuse has played? I'll, I'll, take, I'll Syracuse, take the orange all day in this matchup. Syracuse match, has played. Syracuse played Ohio and U Albany. If you can point they U lost Albany, the Rutgers, if you though. can point U Albany out on a map right now right. to me. Liberty played Albany. Campbell and Troy. They lost to Rutgers. Syracuse lost to Rutgers and played U Albany and Ohio. Was that my What conference? That? What <laughs> conference is U Albany in right now? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. He's never even seen Coach Carter. You think he knows that? Exactly. <laughs> okay. You still think LSU not, will perform not about the despite that injury? Like, yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking Syracuse. The running back injury. Yeah. I'm switching no, it up. I, I'm just not a. So I'm also not a fan of LSU's quarterback. Honestly, I don't like. You're him. taking Syracuse, really? I'm going to take Syracuse. All right, I'll take Syracuse right, with you. I'll be not? different. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm different. All right, Texas, go Orange, baby. All right, Texas Tech against. UT, I think this is a tough one. I'm going. I'm leaning towards Texas Tech because know, oh, you know, guys have you guys have to see that Texas Tech defense and Texas Tech's offense is pretty good too. I, if you watch the first game against University of Houston, where Patrick Mahomes was there in attendance, they were balling out. And UT is always like waves. You know, they're up one time and they're down. You know, they're, it's a roller coaster with them. So, so I'm gonna go with Texas Tech. Okay. Guns up, Red Raiders. Red Raiders? Horns who are you down. Guys, who are you, you going with? He's going Red Texas. Raiders. What? You Texas. just said that you had Texas Tech. I didn't put a gun up for Texas Tech. I put a gun up for the Pokes. Oh, Go my gosh. We're taking him off the show for this. I, I I'm putting up the horns. horns. I don't, what do you yeah, want? Horns up, baby. Uh, I mean. I'm normally horns down, but horns up. I don't care what the margin says or the stats. I think, you Anybody know, can be beat. It's a close game. It'll be re- I think it's going to be really close. Um, Isn't this game like always close, though? No, not really. Really? Uh, it's going to be close. Game. I feel like recent history has been pretty close. No, it's not. I will, I will say, though, I, like, if picking Texas Tech just feels so much better small, than picking guys. Texas, I, like, I, I just I can't. Because they're at, the, uh, Texas Tech goes to Texas, right? 
They're going to yeah, Austin, Texas right? Tech yeah. Goes to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't it's know. A small, been... It's a small margin. It's only yeah. seven point five. I'm. I think I'm gonna have to roll with Texas just because they're right. at home. Just because they're at home. If they were, if they went to Texas Tech, I think they'd lose. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fourth and Gold podcast. It's been a great show. We also want to give a shout out to Paul Feinbaum. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We can't wait to have you guys back. And that's all that we have to say. We will see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.